Hey, what up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Fruit of the Bone Podcast. Guess what I'm doing right now? <laughs> I'm actually doing my first um, solo uh, web call, as a matter of fact. So I'm actually doing this. Uh, I've been meaning to do this for quite some time. Uh, and I finally got a chance to really get it done on my side. And we really got everything going. It sounded great. Had to do a thousand and one tests on it <laughs> to make sure it was great. So, but we all good to go. So um, I'm glad everyone's back for another um, dope episode. As always, you know, follow us on all social media at Fruit Boom Pod. And also make sure, you know, follow us and uh, follow us on freshproducestl.com slash Fruit the Boom for all the episodes. And we're just also on, you know, Spotify. Uh, iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play Music Podcasts, Mixcloud, TuneIn, wherever you can find us at. So we are on pretty much all the major podcast networks. Uh, but uh, I got my first real web call guest right here on the solo tip uh, for 2020. The first one for 2020. Actually, one of our very, very long time competitors has been coming from out of town, has been faithful to the whole scenario. Um, and it's one, and I have another female. Uh, actual uh interview interviewee as a matter of fact matter of fact a super dope producer from the east coast originally from harlem uh the girl bad like she got wu-tang little shit that i straight up love like this girl is awesome so give all praises and give all welcomes to murder megs what's happening with you sis what's happening what's happening thank you i want to thank you for having me here Oh, thank you so much for uh, taking out some time to do this. You know, I, I know it's a Friday. You know, today is Friday. Just let y'all know we're just doing this. But uh, I'm glad you just got a chance to you know get on the mic with me. Just you know, take some time out just talk because I want the people to know about you more. Because like I said, you always been cool people. You always been coming down and showing us love, and we always show you love at the end of the day. And this is one of the ways we want to show you love. Is let you know, let you get known, and let you get your stories and your uh, thoughts out. I want to make sure that's that's done. Okay, cool, definitely. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, for uh, all the first-time listeners, and uh, you know, we're just gonna break down what the show's about, which is really just giving stories, uh, giving you guys stories uh, from the lives of producers, engineers, and DJs in particular. You know, we hear a lot of podcasts about the artists and uh, about bands, which are great, and I love them. I listen to them all the time, but you don't hear a lot about the back-end people, the people that make shit pop. Like, you don't hear about the producer a whole lot or the engineer or the DJ. And those are three very main uh, components that people don't really pay attention to in recent times, just, but not for real all the way. So. I want to let the people behind the scenes get their stories out, get their voices heard. So I want to make sure we do that. So like I start with everyone, um, I want to go ahead and just ask you a general question. We're going to go from here, which is how did you get started in music production? Um, I started making beats at the age of nine. You know, I was born and raised in Harlem first off. And then in 2002, I moved to Newcastle. So I got everything basically from my dad because he was born, you know, born and raised in South Bronx, of course, the home of hip hop, birthplace. Nice. Um, he was DJing and um, started making beats, getting him and his fellas and all the other stuff that was living in Queens and the Bronx and, of course, Harlem and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's where I mostly got it from him and um, carried that on, you know, to me. And, you know, I started messing with my dad's equipment. Then, um, of course, it was a program called FL Studio, you know, so I started messing with that because that's the only thing you could afford was the demo version. That was it, you know, up until my high school years. So at the age of nine, I started making beats. I took it seriously, you know, this is what I wanted to do at 12 or 13. 
even though I didn't know anything about the business aspect that I just wanted to do because it was fun, you know, and plus I want to show, I want to be a show off and have a name out there. That was one thing. So, um, you know, I, you know, started wanted to, you know, take it seriously at 12 and 13. And of course, 15 years old, I wanted to, you know, record vocals and stuff like that for the fellas around the block and stuff. So yeah, um, that's when I wanted to really get it in and get it on, you know. That's what's up. That's what's up. And you know, and that's and that's for hella dope. Just that quick little backstory and letting people know about just you no, know, just your, you know, the East Coast upbringing. You know, like I said, you come from uh, you say you said South Harlem is where your dad's from, right? Or South uh, the South Bronx. South Bronx. South, yes. Bronx. South Bronx. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's dope. You know, like I say, you know, DJ Cool Hurt. You know, what I'm saying that's that's mm-hmm. dope as hell. So that's hella dope. So I, 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 I'm fucking with that. So let people know what kind of like the style of music is because um you know i've heard it definitely and people if you've ever been to fresh produce in st louis missouri you definitely heard this girl clown because this girl be getting down so let people know like you know since you i know you're from the east coast so it's more of an east coast type feel and like i said wu-tang style so kind of explain mm-hmm. it because that really is reminiscent of like that which is awesome oh definitely boom bap. i'm a boom bap girl you know it took me a long time you know like i said living in newcastle it, it, it's going to take a long time for me to get my side because I wasn't doing boom back then, you know, that's one thing. But now that mm-hmm. I got all the resources, the sampling and, you know, what, you know, what is the ups, the downs, the pros, the cons and what equipment to use and stuff like that. Like I said, I was using FL Studio. That's all I could, all I could afford because my mom, she had to pay the rent. My dad, he had to work and all the other stuff like that. And we can't afford no $700 sampler. So that's all I could, you know, I made the best of it. I made boom bat beats. I was obsessed with it. I loved it. You know, taking little pieces and parts and sampling and stuff like that. We had um, like the SP12, like not, I'm sorry, not the SP1200. That was back then, you know, when I lived in, you know, my dad had that. Mm-hmm. So um, when we moved here, you know, where I'm at right now, he had the SP202. That's the only sampler that we had. And um, I've always been a sampling girl. My dad has been all, always been a um, sampling dude and stuff like that. So boom bap is, you know, that's within me, you know. Hell yeah, because I'm, I'm definitely a, a long time fan of boom bap. Like, and that's like one of my uh, main things I love. And so uh, I'm glad to hear that story and that influence, you know, especially coming like coming from your dad. Like that's, that's hella dope, you know. I love hearing mm-hmm. you know, the parental influences on a lot of this stuff. That's hella, hella ill. And um, mm-hmm. so for the most part, when you sample, do you like, you know, because I love talking to sample heads about shit like this. So tell me what kind of rap, uh, records do you kind of gravitate towards? Do you like go to more like soul records or funk records or like just obscure sounds? Like what kind of sample are you for the most part? Um, Russian, you know, I, um, I got this cat from, um, Russia. I haven't spoke to him in some years, but, um, I got another cat down there in the Netherlands. So I do talk to a lot of people, thank God for the internet. Um, it's mostly outside of America. Now I do sample stuff within America, like US soul, UK soul. And, um, but I mostly stick to like the Russian, European, you know, the Soviet, you know, that S, what is it, that USSR type records, you know, something that's going to bring in that, like that hard coordinates, like the violins, you know, that trumpet, you know, anything, you know, that's going to make it hardcore, I mess with it, you know what I'm saying? So I'm Mm -hmm. I'm I'm more on the European, the Russian side, you know, of when it comes to finding my samples, but I'm overall, you know, I'm, you know, I'm all, I'm all over the place. 
That's what's up. That's what's up. So, um, which sampling? Um, uh, do you um, still stick with FL Studio, or do you use um, standalone equipment, or do you use both? And you know, if you do use equipment now, uh, what are you using? Currently, I'm using the Machine MK3. I used to use the MK1, which is the older, the first one that came out. And yes, mm -hmm. it's the standard size, because I know it's a micro size. And then you got the um, Machine Studio. Mm -hmm. But uh, right now I am using the machine MK3. Um, I do have, I am working with the MPC as well. The MPC 2000 XL, which is, you know, you know, that's big bang right there. Um, I use that. I still use FL Studio not to make beats on, but I do use it for like finishing, mixing and mastering purposes, you know, just to finalize and finish it and get the, you know, product out. You know, that's what mm -hmm. I use to, you know clean everything okay okay that's what's up that's what's up so uh, now uh one main things i kind of want to just even go in further with that um so do you do any kind of recording yourself as well as far as like i mean do you like as far as like work with people or do have you worked with anyone like have you recorded anyone engineered anyone or do you straight kind of like just stick with beat making um i have recorded back in the last time uh 2012 in 2012 i been recording and you know engineering and mixing and mastering basically doing it all you know mm -hmm. um but yeah um, that was the last time i ever recorded any vocals um 2012 i would say up to like 2014 to 2015 um locally you know some local cats that are hot that are hot you know but as far as big names that's where i want to get to you know is the big names and stuff like that but that's right. that's gonna come later i have to take care of, you know get situated and get prepared for stuff like that but um, as far as locally, that's where I've been, you know, who I've been, you know, messing with as far as like recording vocals and stuff like that. So, yeah, I've you know been pretty much doing it all besides recording, you know, I mastered, of course, making beats. So I've been doing it all. Gotcha. Gotcha. OK. And uh, who have you worked with so far, like as far as like locally in your town and like and have you ever worked, um, got in touch with anyone back uh, in here in St. Louis? You no, know, since you have been coming here a lot to Fresh Produce. Mm -hmm. um, locally in my town um, back in the day um, of course there's a cat out here that's from via Detroit he's from Detroit his name is Tay, uh, Tay Seven Mile he's he's a dope cat um, now here's another one that I like you know he's one of my favorites his name is Easy Money Ezra um, Easy Money of course um, Cash uh, uh, let me see it's a cute you know trade Guapo, um, there's a girl out here that we're gonna be working together soon. Um, her name is In Silence. Okay. Um, she was part of Apex, which is like a Pittsburgh via Newcastle type group, hip hop group, um, and they're, they're they dope. You know, I don't think they're working with with each other anymore. They went off, you know, doing their own solo thing. But there is a female um, MC here. Her name is Insala. She is dope. Um, there's another one of mine. Her name is Danita. She, she was dope too, you know. She had her prime, you know, coming over here. I, I put her on one of my tracks and she sounded dope too, you know. There's some other cats, you know, that are dope, but those are my, you know, as far as my with my experiences with them, they're kind of dope. Um, as far as St. Louis, I'm trying to get with them you know, I understand they got things going on and I got things going on, but of course, um, I want, I do want to work with, um, of course, Bates. We've, we've been talking, chopping it up and stuff like that. Um, shout accurate out to Bates. And stuff. Shout, shout out to, out to 
<laughs> um, yeah, um, accurate. That's my brother. You know, ever since I, you know, flew, hit St. Louis right there, 20, you know, 2015, that was my first slump fest, you know, that was my one of my first slump fests, you know, visiting there. So um, accurate. Uh, and there's some other cats down there that I'm forgetting. I don't want to forget them. You know, I don't want to leave them out. But there's a lot of cats down there that I've been talking to, you know, since 2015, since I've been down there. And um, yeah, we, we, we definitely going to get something started, you know, just the right time, right beat. And as far as business-wise, however it goes with them, as long as they good with it, I'm good with it. And then we can work, definitely work again, you know? So, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, uh, mainly, now just kind of just shift gears a little bit. Now I want to mm-hmm. go ahead and get a little bit more into you. So, be battling. How did you get started into that? Because, I mean, you are pretty good and you've been pretty silent, being pretty consistent. So, how what made you start getting into be battling? Um... I had joined the Fresh Produce in 2017. That was one of my first battles. I had went through the first round, lost at the second round. Um, yeah, that was one of my first beat battles. I, I never had did a beat battle. That was one of one of my first, you know, my prime time of battling. And um, I had entered again. And you know what? I had heard, you know, about the beat battles and stuff like that at Slump Fest is because of Aztec De Niro, of course. He's a Chicago, you know, cat down there, one of my mentors down there. Nice. Right along with DJ C's and Fi and um, Sam I Am and, you know, uh, DJ Most Definite and all of them down there in Chicago, Shy Rock Nation and stuff like that. Of course, he's part of that. Um, Aztec De Niro had hit me up. He's like, oh, yeah, Um, in in 2015. That's, even though we had chopped up in 2013, 2014 and stuff like that, but soon as that year he was like hey yo are you willing to travel or something like that he was like yeah i'm willing to travel um there's a you know a, a festival down there called slum fest they do b battles and stuff like that um so i flew out got my ticket booked my ticket booked my flight you know my my room and i went down there you know checked it out and that's how i heard about fresh produce i didn't join it at that time but soon as uh 2017 because aztec had pushed me into it he was like if you don't join it I'm not fucking with you no more. Excuse my language if I can't touch on it. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. You go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. I was like, oh, okay. I'll join it. So I wound up joining it. Joining in in seven in 2017. Um, it was one of my um my good my good pals too. You know, one of my you know my good you know um cool out uh cool out Chris cool out Chris nice. and Amina. Shout out to them. I met them down there. They from Chicago too. Nice, nice. And um me and him we wound up joining um. The fresh produce beat battle in um set 2017 he had lost on the first round i had went past and lost on the second so i wound up joining joining again in 2018 i went through and i was play i was second place and dude i got his name he had his baby girls up there shout out to him and shout out to baby girls and they're they're, they're pretty they're precious um and you know shout out to him by the way um yeah he had one first place cash and the award I wound up winning cash for the second place and I wound up joining again in 2019 that just passed um it was me and Bates of course me and Bates had went up against each other we had outdid the dudes and then we wound up getting up you know battling each other so um yeah she had one wound up winning and I had one you know of course second place again and you know what there was another event that I'm leaving out in 2018 it was an all-female battle with me, Volume Speaks, Bates was the host, 
Um, and there was some other female um, producers in there that I can't think of their names and might bring it up late or after the fact. But um, I have wound up losing against Volume Speaks. It was me and her. So uh, Britt says, Britt says also wound up joining too. So yeah, um, I have went past her and I wound up losing to um, Volume Speaks. So um, I wound up joining that, joining that too around August, what is it, not August, um, October the 4th or the 3rd or the 4th. But um, yeah, that's how I wound up doing the fresh produces and stuff like that. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. And you know what? All those B-Battles that you name me, I've been, like, yeah, I've been in every one of them. Yeah, I've been mm-hmm. in every single, I've been in every single one of them. I was always the main yep. judge. So, so yeah, I definitely remember that uh, Slum Fest that you came there with you and Kula. I remember that because I was like, oh, shit, Kula, dope. I'm like, I was like, okay, so, all right, we got, so we got a uh, lady producer in here. Okay, let's see what's going on. And then I was like, and it was like, yo. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I was like, yo. I need her back up here, man. Like for real. <laughs> and I'm, I'm been so, I'm so glad that you did that. Like, especially when it came to the uh, women's battle, because the women's battle was mm-hmm. definitely something special, particularly to me in particular, because um, mm-hmm. the women's battle is something that um, I got uh, as, and I'm not even ashamed to say, you know, transparency. You know, me mm-hmm. and my wife pillow talk. You no, know, me and my wife had a pillow talk. We was like, you know, enough women don't compete. And like it's very seldom like sprinkling in and why not have a lady producer battle kind of you know drawing in more female producers and show that they matter too and so i'm like yeah you're right that we do need to do that and so i talked to the fellas and we coordinate the whole thing which that's how you be, end up being become part of that and um yeah and that was one of to me that's probably one of the best beat battles that i think fresh produce has ever done solely because now we're getting more consistent female competitors and they're dope and they're like they're super dope and i'm so glad like yourself of course and like in bates and the volume speaks and uh um Owen and i who just uh won uh one of the b battles a, a few months back um shout mm-hmm. out to all of them ladies you know like and you know it's oh and the nayas and the queen Riders, right. all, all of them you know all of them you know I'm, I'm so glad that you guys came through and showed out and showed these niggas out here that y'all matters mm-hmm. because that's what i wanted <laughs> to see you know and and i really do appreciate someone like you for doing that because you know especially come with a myriad of different styles and your style especially is definitely a breath of fresh air for just to be battle in general and that's why and me personally i just want to say I appreciate you for competing in these events and coming out and showing up because, you know, I like seeing more diversity in things like this. Right. So I so I truly do appreciate that, you know, from the from the head judge himself, <laughs> Fresh Produce. <laughs> you know, I appreciate that, you know. And you know, and all the battles that you, that you came in second place in, it wasn't like they were like none of them were blowouts. Like they were literally like close decisions and so mm-hmm. it's like man, every beat that you ever had it's always been like a le- legit close decision like damn like man like and it, you've been getting better every time and right, right. and you know and that's one thing that i love seeing so now i kind of curious because you've been doing fresh produce and because you've been doing it a few times and clearly we fuck with you the long way and we love you and you're always welcome to come out of course um you know what? I'm sorry to cut you off. Go, right go, go, there, go, 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 in, go, that, go. in that um free in that um female battle, Red Alchemist 
came in, you know, when she was with the baby, she was almost like she damn that she was on her way. She, she was there. In, you know, and shout out to her because that's how serious it is, you know what I'm saying? Especially with females, you know, she came in with the baby, you know, she was having a baby and stuff like that. And you know, then she said, man, damn, she, she's serious. She she made it, she for real, you know what I'm saying? So pregnant or no pregnant, baby, no baby. She came in and all, you know what I'm saying? Even though she got the second place and stuff like that, but she, she, she did her thing. She was doing her thing, you know? So I got to give it up to her. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And I totally forgot about Red Alchemist. You know, shout out to her. Yeah, we definitely, and, you know, she, she, and she had a kid, you know, so, you know, mm-hmm. so a while back and which, you know, beautiful child. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it was dope to see that too. We're like, oh shit. Like literally all walks of life that were women came through and it was something special to see. So that's why I was just saying, you know, just to make a long, long statement short, it's just, I appreciate the fact that women like you, and the violence speaks and the red alchemists and the baits and everyone else that comes out and constantly competes come out to these events because i know this is a male driven community for the most part mm-hmm. and so starting to see more and more you guys come up and like i said you know compete and outdoing niggas like for real outdoing these niggas easily that's nothing but like beauty in its finest to me because I just I just love seeing stuff like that so I just want to say thank you oh definitely appreciate it I'm willing to do it again you know I want to do it again this is fun you know I don't worry about winning or losing or nothing like that this is what I love to do you know I, I you know I, I you, it's not it's not about me winning or losing or nothing like that because you're still going to get your blessings you know what I'm saying I have to tell right. people that Instead of, you know, going for the big picture, yeah, you're going to win, you know, yeah, you're not going to win. But what if, you know, you're still going to have people come up to you and say, hey, yo, I like your shit. Yo, let's collab or whatever the case may be. Let's, you know, take care of the business. Then the, the fun time come in, let's, you know, you know, let's go ahead and get busy, get down, you know, let's collab or something like that. But yeah, it's not, it doesn't have, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, about the bigger picture all the time as far as winning a competition. Because there, there's times that you can go back into a competition and either, you know, you can, you know, win one, lose some, you win some, you lose some, you know what I'm saying? So right, I don't right. be worried about no like petty shit like that, you know what I'm saying? I, I enjoy everybody. I enjoy every last bit of it, you know? And, you know, I, 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 I like this. I really, I love it. You know, this is what I do. You know, I love it. I know, and it's 100% shows, and I'm glad you said that, you know, made that point, because that's something that uh, I try to let people know. Anytime you come out to Fresh Pros, win or lose, that's like the main thing I say that's more important is that fuck winning or losing at the end of the day. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, because, yeah, win, winning is, of course, winning you should just look at as the bonus. Like I say that mm-hmm. all the time. Winning is the bonus. Yes, you guys, a few hundred dollars in your pocket, free tattoos, uh, free sandwich money, you know, which is all dope. You know, which is hella dope. And bragging rights. You no know, shit like right. that is all great and fine and dandy. You know what I'm saying? But the main thing is, are you getting better as a producer for one? And right. are you making the necessary business connections too while you're there? Mm-hmm. Because if you're not doing any of those two things, then honestly, what's the point of you coming out? Because it's like, right. because seriously, I mean, yeah, you can say all day, oh, I'm just trying to win this one, which I say, I've done it. I mean, I'm a, I'm a alumni of Fresh Produce myself. I've been doing it since 2009, 
and I stopped mm-hmm. there in 2013. And so I'm alumni. I used to do it literally consistently. And that's how I got better as a producer. And then, mm-hmm. you know, just over time and just doing that kind of stuff. But one of those things that uh, I just try to let people know is that right. it's not about winning or losing. Did you learn what you needed to learn about yourself? And did you make any kind of business connection? Because like I said, you may not want this few hundred dollars here, but you can go get paid a few thousand if you connect with the right person there in the right crowd right. and spend that money with you. So right. what's right. more so what's more important at the end of the day? And right. So, and there's the uh, sorry to cut you off again, but it's no, no, another you, thing. Yeah. It's another thing too, is the conspiracy like the little conspiracy theories and the speculations of people getting robbed or whatever the case may be. I mean, I don't let that hype me up for you know, for any other I don't let that hype me up. You know what I'm saying? Because if I lost, I lost. If I won, I won. You know what I'm saying? That's just the bottom line. You lost, you lost, you won, you won. Oh, well, keep it moving and come again. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, learn from what you learned for what happened. Okay, okay, let's see what happened here. Let's see the replay. Okay, I played this beat. This beat wasn't an appropriate for a beat battle. This was not a beat battle appropriate type of beat. Maybe I should have played, you know, got all of that together and say, okay, maybe this is a beat battle appropriate type of beat. It's not, then I could go back to the drawing board, right. make a beat that's going to hype it up and that's going to get me some points to get up in there. You know what I'm saying? So it's always about, okay, let's, you know, rewind, let's see what happened here and why did you lose? Why, why did you, did, why didn't you get picked or why didn't you go to the third round or the fourth round or something like that? So of course they're going to be speculations and conspiracy theories and, because oh the home team wanted to keep it home or they gave it to her because she's a female or he's a male or whatever case maybe I really don't get hyped up I understand my people believe in me and I don't want to take I don't want to throw them under the bus you know what I'm saying they believe right, right. in me and they love me and they cheer for me everybody was rooting you know we all rooting for you you know what I'm saying so yeah I I like that I love them for that but then again you know just you know just let it go let it go and you know the damage is done. Now there's a way to fix it. You could come back, sign up, and then you'll probably get there's something. You know, you'll probably you know get through. You get through and get better. You get better, you get through. You know. No, I mean, and and sis, be honest with you. You stated like that pretty well, and I hope a lot of people kind of take that to heart. What she just said, like because what you have to understand is. What's going to happen when it comes to these beat battles is, like she said, there are going to be beats that, you know, you're going to have, you basically not, what I was going to say, you're going to have to read the crowd. When you get there, one of the main things I always tell people is learn how to read the crowd because you have to know your audience. And two, mm-hmm. and you know, I always say this every time, every time uh, anyone come to beat battle is learn what's called the 30 second rule, mm-hmm. which is to me the most important rule in the whole beat battle. Which means, you, if, for if for guys that don't know that have never been to Fresh Produce and never seen one on, online, like because we do live stream, um, mm-hmm. the beats uh, usually we have we play have producers play like sixty seconds worth of a beat, and so right. you, so usually what we I tell people is, hey, if you're gonna have thirty seconds of um, sixty second beat, the first thirty seconds better catch the attention of myself, these other judges, and the audience. If it does not do that within the first. 30 seconds and i'm saying it because think of like how like uh, a commercial on tv or on the internet works that's 30 seconds on average so mm-hmm. and that's that's a human attention span it's like human attention span is like 
20 something seconds honestly 30 is just being nice and so like you got 30 seconds to oppress myself and everyone else and if you don't you lost i don't give a fuck what it is you got 30 mm-hmm. seconds to catch my attention and 30 se- another 30 to keep my attention and right. if you can do that you pretty much have a very 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 good shot of winning and that's one thing i tell people all the time and i've learned that over time is just you have to understand that so when it comes to that that's why a lot of people end up tending to lose because they don't listen to that and it's like hey if you're not impressing me within the first 30 seconds i'm sorry but right and people think like oh I lost I got robbed I did it because people like oh well the crowd loved it how come you guys didn't because the crowd is one judge it's five judges mm-hmm. the crowd is one I'm one and it's three others so right. it's best three out of five so it's like so if it's best three out of five votes automatically the crowd just counts as one it doesn't matter what at the end of the day you know because it's been a lot of times I made a lot of tough decisions yourself included where you know mm-hmm. it's you know it's just like damn the beat went it's like damn damn she it's like, damn he or she went hard but this other person just had the better beat I'm just have to vote for mm-hmm. the better beat regardless of how the crowd feels and, and like I said people feel like they had been robbed before and stuff like that and at the end of the day just get better oh. next time I mean that's just all I can say right. just just do better next time I mean it's right. like I say you win something you lose something so. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you another thing, and this is actually a good segue because of how people feel about when they get robbed and stuff like that. And I just want to ask you, as from from a man to a woman, I want to ask you this: um, uh-huh. How is it like? So, what's like the general feeling of you being like a a female producer, like in a, in a male driven? community like what does that feel like because um, I always I always kind of want this kind of curious about like women giving a perspective on like the community in general as being a woman in this arena like what's like can you just give me like some general feelings like what the kind of stuff you deal with or how you kind of have to move sometimes or or if you have to at all um being a female in a male you know driven society it doesn't really bother me a bit, you know, but then again, you do have to watch who you mess with as far as business wise, you know, mm-hmm. you have to read the signs and um, as far as how they're making moves, especially like negotiating with you and, you know, it, it's, you know, at, at point, one point, it doesn't bother me as long as they write with me, I'm right with them. And if they're not right, then they got to go. You know what I'm saying? So, um mm-hmm. I don't care about what people say as far as like the comments and what they say because it's all petty, you know, I don't care about that, you know. Right, but right. as far as like, business wise, then that's when you have to say, okay, you know what, I'm a step back from that person. And I learned, you know, I learned from, you know, people, you know, my mom and my dad, and they would have to put this in my ear, put this in my head, you know, you have to watch, you know, you really have to watch who you do a business with. If you gotta be a business, if you wanna be a business woman, you gotta think like one. Right, you know? right. So um yeah, it's just you just gotta watch and read the signs, you know. Right, right. I mean, have you ever had um, some kind of instances where you had to be like, okay, because now I see that you like letting too much. Uh, like, I see that you're trying to underestimate me because I'm a woman. Like, I, I see that you're trying to do that. I mean, do you ever have those kind of moments? And if you do, how do you kind of handle that? Like, being in this kind of no, being in this position. Um, tell you the truth, I've never had those moments because like i said i don't you know mess with everybody like that you know because mm-hmm. so, yeah i really did, never had those moments you know i just watch i just, just i like to watch who i'm you know messing with now you know so i, ne- I never really 
you know, had those problems as far as that. That's a blessing. I mean, if you if you haven't had to deal with it, that's definitely a blessing because I I mean, I mean, it's only because I've just I've heard my share of stories from like women over time that's in mm-hmm. like in this kind of environment and I know because niggas want favors and once you do certain shit and this that and the third and all, and all mm-hmm. that kind of all that kind of bullshit, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, so I didn't know if you as a producer have to do. I know the artists have to more so deal with it. I didn't know if maybe you ever ran across though, or if you've seen that or seen someone else experience. I just I'm just always been kind of curious to that. Okay. Yeah, this one thing that you have to watch out with. It's a big name artist or a small name artist. People are willing to. I guess they want a beat from you for free, and then of course you have to pay out your own pocket to pay for their verses. That's one thing that I, you know that you have to watch out for so those are the signs right. you gotta read you know that's one thing that came across me and I just I just don't respond to no shit like that especially if you don't have no paperwork of me getting any royalties in no mm-hmm. split sheets you know no contract stating that okay I'm getting 50% the artist is getting 50% and my publishing is getting whatever it depends on what you know what POR which is a performance rights organization that you work in with um, and if you don't like it, then I'm going to just get with my lawyers. You, you lawyers get with mine, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to argue you down with that. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't agree with it, you, you got to go. And I think, you know, just leave it alone. You know what I'm saying? So as long as I'm getting my fair share, he's getting his fair share, and I, I'm not paying out of pocket or put a down payment or something, and then of course I'm going to take the rest of my bank. He's going to take the rest or I'm going to take this. So it just depends on the negotiation of what paperwork is drawn up or something like that. But as far as like running into trouble, or somebody trying to internet estimate me or something like that. I never had to go through that. So I just watch out for certain people and just stay to myself until I work with that right person, that person that's willing to agree with me mm-hmm. and was willing to pay X, Y, Z. And then as long as I get my royalties, I'm cool. You know, as long as everybody's, everything is cool. You know? Oh, no, no. And it, no, that's a good way to looking at it. And uh, I'm glad you are looking at it that way, which is keep always a business mindset at the end of the day. Because one thing, I mean, as we all know and have seen and have heard and have read countless times, whether you're on an mm-hmm. indie or a major label, whatever the case may be, where if you don't have your paperwork together, you will get screwed over. Mm-hmm. And then the main thing is like, like you know, and I know I had to learn this because I'm a son of a businessman myself. And so right. I had to learn this. Um, and thankfully, my, and my wife is a businesswoman. And so knowing these kind of things and having these people by your side and just being able to you know and just know what the jargon means and reading it for yourself which i implore anyone and everyone if you have to deal with a contract scenario mm-hmm. read it for yourself right now, now to get a, now to get a lawyer still do that i mean above everything right. if you have the money to get a lawyer go ahead and do that mm-hmm. but the end of the day I mean, legal aid, everything out there, or do some right. research. Now we got the internet. We got Google that knows everything, every damn thing. You know, you took so the words out my mouth. Word, you know, look up those words. You know what I'm saying? Look up half of them words that you don't understand. You can look those up on a law. You can go to the library. We still got libraries now. You know, so just because we got Google, that doesn't mean we, we don't have libraries. You can go to a law library. You can go to a regular library and learn, get some law books and read half of this stuff up to see if you know okay so he's trying you know he's trying to take this what he's trying to say is i'm not going to get this amount of money or and as far as giving up my rights my music or something like that so half of that stuff you do have to do you know research lawyer no lawyer 
You know right. what I'm saying? So yeah, it de- like I said, it depends on who you who you trying to mess with. It's, I know some of these, um, like the posts that I be seeing on my Facebook. Some of these um, dudes is getting, I guess, some of these labels, some of these fake labels that's what in a deposit, like some type of deposit or fee for like the yeah. contracts and all the other stuff like that, thinking that they got it all, which those are scams. Those are con artists trying to con for me. I'm not going to be giving my money to somebody mm-hmm. that I don't even know. First off, those are, if you're going to give me a blessing, give it to me. Why should exactly. I give out pay for a blessing? That No, if you're going to give it to me, give it to me. Why should I come out of my pocket almost $150 or $25? Those are scams. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to give me something, give it to me right and give it to me legitimately. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing as far as building the music business. Don't ever give nobody money for a blessing, for a free blessing, you know. But you always have, like I said, have something with you. Have you could look look online, go to a library, go to legal aid mm-hmm. and know what you're doing. Because there's a lot of cases out here now that I'm a recent case as far as Khalees. Khalees, the Neptune thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess she was um there was a 33, 33, and 33 thing going on, which which are the splits. That's what the numbers are. Those are the splits. I guess mm-hmm. Pharrell is supposed to be getting 33. Chad is supposed to be getting 33. And Khalees is supposed to be getting 33, which adds up to like 100 or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not very accurate with numbers, and it depends on what performance rights organization you go to. Mm-hmm. Then um, you could work with BMI. They might be different. CSAC, they might be different. ASCAP, they might be different. Um, and when you add those numbers, it comes up to 100. So as long as it adds up or whatever the law is, you know, nowadays. And I guess she wasn't getting her royalties in, which she now notices that, you know, 20 something years later. Um, she was making she was making some bread off of touring. You know, that's when the mm-hmm. bag comes in of, as far as like touring and showcases and stuff like that, getting paid for on stage act. But as far as bringing in royalties, she wasn't getting in. She wasn't getting none of that because she has not been reading her contracts. You know, mm-hmm. and there's I'm pretty sure there's other cases out there that happen, and people was not reading it. That's the thing. You have to read your contract and handle your business. You have to handle your business, and that's when the party time comes in. That's when the fun time comes in. I just had a recent trouble, even a trouble like that. Somebody was wasting my time. Somebody wanted to waste my time and bullshit because I'm a DJ too. I DJ. As well, you know, like I said, okay. like everything from my father. I DJ. Somebody wanted, you know, was a no show. They didn't want to sign a contract. They went the bullshit and kid around, played around. But you know what? I said, you know what? I'm gonna have to let you go from here because I'm not. You're not signing no contract. You're not making no down, no type of fifty percent payment. You can pay in advance if you want to, but I recommend to put down a fifty percent deposit. And then when I get to the venue, you mm-hmm. can uh, pay the rest of the balance off. Then I'm then that's when I get to set up and stuff like that. Somebody wants the beat, want the bullshit. I dropped him. And I took my ass to Florida the day that he had this party. So I said, peace. You know, this is what happens when you don't want to, you know, take care of your business. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to take care of your business. This is what happens. You know what I'm saying? So that's real. people that's are not real. playing around out here, you know. No, 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 you're 100% right. I mean, and since you brought up Khalees, I mean, we just had the situation um, that blew up on social media from two of your fellow uh, Harlem natives, you know, Mason mm. Diddy. Mason Diddy. Yeah, you know, they, So, you know what I'm saying? So, two, you know, two of your OGs are from Harlem. So, in that whole situation, and, you know, I ain't trying to speak on none of the whole but, but kind of stuff, but, you know, just to, but we heard those kind of stories before, and, you know, Mason said what he said, and he wasn't wrong. But you know, but it's but also, you know, me and my, I was talking to my wife about this not too long ago. It's 
it's a cautionary tale. I mean, back then we have like people like Mace and Khalees and you know all these people from back in like the '90s or the early 2000s that didn't have, mm-hmm. you know, when the dot com boom was just starting to hit, and you didn't right. have the access that we have now. You know, it's you no, know, it's one of those things where they weren't going to be 100, percent you know. Not, may not be knowledgeable about that, but at the end of the day, like we learned back in the sixties and seventies, we're like mm-hmm. people like the Temptations and shit like that. Like it's all about reading your contract. And so, mind you, we didn't know all that jargon and stuff like that back in the sixties and seventies. But now, in clearly in the twenty first century, you know, now that we heard all these tales and heard like because they wasn't educated enough to know what was happening, mm-hmm. like. Now we hear like the last, like the one or the last people that, uh, or I say one of the most influential people who read that contract and negotiated everything they needed to negotiate. They're not a producer, nothing like that. It's Master mm-hmm. P. It's Master P. Right. And Master P did it the old school Southern way. You know, stacked his bread, went and sorted out his trunk. You know, went ahead, make sure he got distribution there, there, and then basically set a standard to like, hey, if you're gonna do it this way, this is how you should do it, and go indie and do it this way. Right. And, and I tell the same thing with like producers and engineers, and shit like that. Like, it's not like artist. It's not like we're artists technically. I mean, you can be one, but you don't have to be one. Like. Right. We have more options solely because you got you can make beats for an artist or artist. Um, you can do stuff for commercials, TV, uh, movies, um, podcasting. Uh, right. Several different uh, online ads like YouTube and all this stuff. Like it's online shows and shit. Like it's so much shit out here that you can do. You know, if you just one read the contract and see where your money going, and two just see what's out there. And so I think the whole not reading the contract thing has been like a huge hindrance to a lot of people and I, I hope these serve as more as cautionary tales because you hear producers getting screwed over too yeah yeah you hear, you hear like a whole like like a whole lot and so and so because you know they may gave the beat away and next thing you know that beat that they gave away to someone that blew up and made millions of dollars and they not seeing shit of that out you know what I'm right. saying because you see what I mean or or they may have used like some bad sampling or they someone didn't have their paperwork together. Now that you get sued because now you don't got your paperwork together because had you got your shit together, you may have been right. able to circumvent yourself out of that situation because once someone buys something and buy your rights, it stays shit. So if you had you write right. a contract incorrectly, you probably wouldn't have to worry about that. But mm-hmm. again, cautionary tales. And I hope stuff like that, you know, is more, you know, becomes more of a thing where people are just paying attention to that because we know that people do not read and you they got all this information from them, especially something like Google and especially something like YouTube. Right. Like, like them two things, that's free education, literally. Like, just, mm-hmm. like, say, if you don't know something or you can't find something, which I highly doubt, you can't, you know, using Google, I highly doubt you can't find the information you need trust me it's someone out there who knows or like you just said earlier libraries they are still a thing they are free to mm-hmm. sign up for library right. cards are super accessible so why not you know what i'm saying so but i'm with you but i'm with you on that i just hope people just i guess get more help and trying to like hey you know because i guess because so many cautionary tales of that happening on both sides it's like main thing is nick's not reading I mean, right, just, and you know what the thing is. Uh, the thing is with the sampling thing. Uh, one of my dudes, his name is Crash, because um, he he used to manage Twister 
Um, okay. I still talk to him to this day. Um, now he had told me a thing about P Diddy sampling. Do you know about um, Sting? Sting from the police. Yeah. Every yeah. step, every step you take for missing yeah. you. What mm-hmm. What happened was he had to pay at least two thousand dollars a day for that sample. You know, that's from a hearsay. You know what I'm saying? That's what he told me. He had Oof. to watch, even though it could be you. you I, I probably could. You probably could search it up on Google right now. It's probably there. But from a hearsay from him, he had, uh, I guess, P. Diddy or whoever in the labels, mm-hmm. uh, mainly P. Diddy, he had to wind up paying at least $2,000 a day for that sample each in the, for each and every play, video, audio, CDs. And that's coming out of, you know, coming from him and his late from Bad Boy, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the thing. If you don't get your, as far as getting the permission, the right clearance and the licensing right, then it's going to be a problem. Now, I used to be in denial of that, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, a hard head makes a soft ass, don't it? And thank God yes, I never get caught with none of none of the samples that I, you know, chopped up, you know, because you have to you have to really manipulate it, you know, when you sample. Right, right. I understand looping was thing back then. I understand that's how hip hop came about. It was looping, and it came from turntables, you know, four four bar loops from the turntables, and of course they took it to the machines because it's more convenient. And the machines is what makes it more, you know, I don't have to go back and forth, deck A, deck B, turntable one, turntable two, each and every four bars just to keep it up and make it nice and neat. Now we got MPCs, you have SP1200s, mm-hmm. you got um, EPS 16s and all the other stuff like that, eSonics and um, other, you know, beat machines for back in the day. And, you know, you could just use that. Why, you know, why use the turntable? You, you could just use this, you know. And um, as far as commercially putting it out, you're going to be running into some trouble, you know. It, it's mm-hmm. pros. It, it sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. But you're going to be running into some shit later on once you release it commercially. So this is why, you know, people got to watch when they sample. You got to really, now. There's a thing now. It's called um, Tracklid. Tracklid.com. You can get your clearance in the sample. Just like that, and the just very familiar with it. You know, all you got to do is it, it looks like this iTunes, Spotify looking website. Of course, Eric Sermon from EPMD he used it, and of course, it's like beat battles and competitions, and you know, Inspector Deck he just from you know Wu Tang he just had one, and then somebody went one off. I wish I could do that, you know, if I would have known on time. But um, all you got to do is pay like. Like a dollar twenty nine, a dollar thirty nine. They got free like specials and stuff like that on there. All you gotta do is just pay for that. Then you have to mess with the sample, you know, manipulate it, chop it up, pitch it down, pitch it up, and stuff like that. And before you even release it commercially, you have to pay for the fifty dollar license, which is for licensee. You have the you have category A, B, and C. Category A is two thousand five hundred for the license. Category B is 500 for the license, and category C, which is the cheapest, and everybody uses that, which is $50. You have to pay for the licenses, of course. You have to let them know how much did how much of the song or the sample did you take up out of the song, like eight, like two seconds, eight seconds, 15 seconds, or 60 seconds, which is like a minute or something like that. And of course, the long, the more of the sample that you take is the percentage that you have to give depending on the category license. And the you know the seconds that you take out, you may have to put down 10% on your BMI, your ASCAP, 
you may have to put down like 15, give them 20 or 20. And that's coming from the producer's side, not the artist's side, not the composition side. Now, the writers, they get all of A's, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. it's one MC or two MCs. Of course, two MCs, you have to give, um, the one MC has to get 25% and the other one has to get 25% or one MC, he has to get 50% of the composition, I, I guess, for the writer's um, percentage. Now, the producer's percentage, it, it depends. Um, the sample, you may have to take it. The, you know, the publishing on the other side, the artist, you know, whoever the creators on the, you know, whoever you sample may want 10% of your percentage or 50% of your percentages or 60% of your percentages. So what are you going to have left? You know what I'm saying? So um, uh-huh. I like track, I like the ideal of it, but you just, you just got to be careful of how you, how you run in and, you know, sample, you know, what parts you're taking and stuff like that on it because it's good it is going to use up your percentage of your you know your pub either your publishing or your songwriters composers um side of the royalty aspect and all that stuff like that so that's what i learned you know hell yeah and you know i'm definitely very familiar with track live and i've been seeing stuff like kind of like what you've been saying i've been you know i checked out the site a long time i signed up for it like way back when and then when it finally became live and i was able to, i checked it out and it is like exactly like you said it's it's very very efficient and useful and so i'm like a lot of people especially sample heads like myself and your, and yourself is you no know, go on track live check that out see you know see what's hidden for it's, it's it's a great alternative option to digging you know whether you digging on physically level or you going digitally it's it's pretty cool like i checked it out myself and so i i concur with her like for real. like she she's pretty spot on what she's saying so i definitely like you know for sample heads check that out you know see what that's hidden for it maybe it's a good alternative for a lot of people but, um one but you know what as a matter of fact we had a great conversation and this uh interview being pretty fucking fantastic for like the first web call of 2020 <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh as a matter of fact but actually we're gonna go ahead and start winding down in a second and um mm-hmm. i just want to go ahead and just you know let you go ahead and give out any of your contact information any projects or anything that you're doing coming up for the year or just in general I, i'm gonna go ahead and give you your time to go ahead and just speak on that Okay, oh, definitely. Uh, projects, as far as in 2020, I am going to be releasing a second beat tape out, of course. Um, beat Masters Volume 2. I released Beat Masters, uh, the Volume 1, on Bandcamp, of course. Um, if you want to know all that information, it's on my Twitter, at MurderMegs, M-U-R-D-A. There's no spaces, no underscores, no characters, M-E-G-Z. It's all one word. Um, of course, my Instagram is Megs the Great Files, which is M E G Z the Great um, F I L E Z. I gotta remember most of this stuff, but um, I might give you most of them links and stuff like that, so that way you can post them up and they could just catch up of whatever you're doing. But um, yeah, um, of course, I'm on Facebook. Most of the time, the politics and the craziness and stuff like that, you know, having a having a ball and having a laugh. Of course, Megan, Murder Megs, Alexander, if you want to catch me on there. Um, Snapchats and not like that. I can't, I had a Snapchat, but never could keep up with it because I got other stuff. And bad enough, I can't keep up with the Instagram and keep up with Twitter and stuff like that. I only just keep, keep up with one. But Instagram, Twitter, 
and Facebook are my mains uh, as far as um, social media. Um, of course, I came up like the B tape. I'm, you know, trying to get off of that uh, B tape. I'm going to release that somewhat in August of this year or July of this year. Um, and I'm willing to collab with at least 13 people on a like a like a um, compilation, various artists um, tape that I want to release. I'm still getting that together. And I'm doing one as far as American-based artists and, of course, foreign-based artists, which is like within European, like in Europe, Asia, and, and um, Africa, can, like Canada's. Um, yeah, I'm willing to release the EP version of that, you know, a six, like a five, six, seven track, and, you know, of the, uh, the tape, you know, outside of America. But um, I'm still getting everything together. I'm still planning out everything. I don't want to, you know, say everything about that. If you want to know inf more info about that, you could just um, just stay tuned and check out my, of course, my mainly my Instagram because that's I think that's where it's at right now. You know, um, let me see what else. And that's pretty much it. That's that's pretty much it as far as like projects. But yeah, like I said, stay tuned for more if you want to, you know, get more. All righty. Well, appreciate that, sis. And I want to go ahead and let you get any kind of final words or comments to the good people out there. Anything you want to say? Oh, yeah, definitely. Shout out to, you know, my people in Chicago, my family. Hopefully they get to watch this. They're upstairs right now. But um, my extended family, shout out to them. Of course, all my peoples all around, all across the U.S., all across the globe. My um, Shaw Rock Nation, you know, Chicago family. Um, St. Louis family, I love y'all. Y'all considered it since day one. I love y'all. Um, of course, the producers are going shout out to them. I'm wearing this t-shirt right now. This is for the 100 Sample Challenge from last year. Um, t-shirt, of course, the producers corner. Shout out to DJ Stress, um, Rocco, Nikki. Hey, how you doing, Nikki? I hope you're watching this soon. But um, of course, all my producers corner brother. Um, if you want to know what what that is, uh, just go on Facebook and look that up. They have a um, Facebook um, page on that. Um, yeah, that. And um, shout out to everybody. You know, I should just shout out to everybody. I love y'all. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, sis, I appreciate you coming and taking the time out to do this. You know, we got your busy day. I definitely appreciate it. And thank you so much for just, you know, you know, coming out and fucking with the Fresh Produce crew and the St. Louis, you know, like I said, we consider you family too. And again, like I said, you always and forever welcome to come to the event. We see you as a sister. So, hey, anytime. Oh, oh, definitely. No doubt. No doubt. But thank you. Thank you for hooking me up with this, you know, this interview. I definitely need this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anytime, anytime. I'm, I'm, we all we all about the producers at the end of the day. So, you know, we always want to make sure you guys get heard and get y'all stories heard. So that's the entire point of this whole conversation. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but other than that, um, that's been another dope-ass episode of Fruit of the Boom Podcast. Again, like I said earlier, um, make sure to catch us on all forms of social media at Fruit Boom Pod. So F-R-U-I-T B-O-O-M-P-O-D. And also check us out online on our website, which is www.freshproducestl.com slash fruit of the boom and uh catch us every first wednesday uh now at our new location um uh, for fresh produce at the atomic cowboy um which is 4140 manchester avenue um we had um the unfortunately the february one had to be canceled um due to weather but 
but we will start back in the first uh, Wednesday of March. So make sure you guys sign up on that website as well. And uh, we will holler at y'all later. Peace. Peace.